0: It's time for VidPow Tube Talk, everyone's favorite podcast for video marketing tips. Brought to you by VidPow, your video marketing team. Do you want to hang out with the hosts and other fans of Tube Talk to get insider tips, tricks, and hacks? Join our Facebook group today at facebook.com slash groups slash tube talk. Hey guys, welcome back to Tube Talk. I am Joshua Wethington, the Director of Video Marketing here at vidpal.com. And today we have a very special topic. We're going to be talking about shareable video and how important this is for brands. And who better to help me digest this topic and dissect this topic a little bit than Bryce Jurgensmeyer, formerly of shareability, but I've heard recently that you've moved somewhere else. Isn't that correct, Bryce?
1: It is. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so I was at Shareability there for a few years as we started and grew the company and now I'm with uh, Viral Video Engineers where we take on, depending on the size of the need of a project, on a consulting role, helping uh, brands to develop a shareable strategy to production to whatever they may need.
0: And for those of you listeners that don't know the legend behind all the video success, if you've ever seen the Pizza Hut selfie stick PSA or the Kobe vs. Messi Turkish Airlines video, um, Bryce had a very big part in both of those huge viral successes because, you know, they just spread across the globe. I was actually looking at Kobe versus Messi the other day and I think it's like 145 million views is, and it's still racking them up.
1: Yeah, um, I couldn't tell you the exact number, right? Because I haven't checked for a few couple months. But yeah, it's I know it's up there. That yeah. sounds about right.
0: So Bryce, my first question to you is, why should a brand create a shareable video instead of just shouting their message across YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat in a traditional 30-second spot?
1: Yeah, great question. First of all, I mean, that is effective, right? You, you need to just at least have a voice. So every brand should be putting the social in social media. They should be having their voice out there. And if they are just doing a 30-second piece or developing content with what they want to say to their audience, that's better than nothing. But your content will always stop at your push or your reach. So if a brand has 10,000 followers on Facebook or Instagram or wherever and they create this content, that content will stop at the viewer if it's not shareable. And that's where a lot of brands, I think, doing great work, but fall short in that they create content that super professional. It, like, it speaks to their brand voice perfectly, but it might not be shareable. And so when a viewer sees it, they get those eyeballs, they get the brains thinking about that brand, but then it stops there. Whereas on the other side, if you make something that's shareable, content that Someone doesn't watch and just says, "Oh, I gotta go get a pizza," or "Oh, I really like that." They think, "I need to show this to so and so." Then you get the the double pounder there. You get them wanting to buy the product or participate with the brand, but also sharing it with someone else. And it literally gives your content or your messaging legs to go on its own.
0: And what are some of the benefits from creating content that are sharing? You know, you just said, you know, obviously you're going a past your core audience, those people that have already liked your page or subscribed to your channel or or are following you. So what other benefits besides exposing your brand to new audiences does shareable content help you with?
1: Yeah. Um, I think we'd all agree from no matter what the platform is, word of mouth is, is one of the greatest ways to convert new customers and unique selling points. And so, Let's say there's a, a really funny video that a brand has put out that relates to my group of friends and I maybe a recent conversation we were having or it's going along with something that's trending on social media. When I see a friend share that video, the friend may not even honestly really care about the brand up front, but when I see that they've shared that video or they've tagged me on Instagram or whatever the platform – subconsciously I think oh my friend loves this brand and thinks they're hilarious and then I have this positive bias towards a brand that I'm so much closer to buying or developing a relationship with them so when retargeting happens or the opportunity comes to purchase I'm a lot more inclined for that.
0: We've all seen the boring corporate videos and the interviews with old CEOs and, you know, like I said, the commercials where they're just talking about how great their new product is. But Mm -hmm. what type of content really works or when you're creating shareable content, what are some of the things that are shared more often than not?
1: Uh, Yeah, good question. So strong emotion always helps. Um, There's more favorable emotions that we try to play on. Uh, humor can break barriers everywhere even if it's an uncomfortable topic for example we once uh, had a project to help promote colon cancer awareness and for people to go and get colonoscopies and that's kind of awkward in some settings and it's like okay how do how can we get just a random person to see this and then also tell all their friends about it without their friends thinking about that person getting a colonoscopy and being weird and whatever
0: yeah i I could think that's the number one way to kill the conversation at the bar with all your buddies and be like, Hey, have you gotten your colonoscopy lately?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and so a way that we helped make that shareable is we added a, a, humor element to it where, um, that, that project in particular was, we had people that came through with their, who got colonoscopies. They had signed waivers beforehand. Um, and family members were involved in it too, where when they got their results, they saw x-rays where it looked like random objects were in their colon, like <laughs> playing cards from the 1970s, or like car keys, or a little toy car, and and as they're coming out of anesthesia, they're obviously they're so confused what's going on, and this is so real, and they got the big eyes and the funny reactions, so it added humor to it, but then we we're able to carry this serious message that, hey, get your colon checked.
0: So you. And- you guys ultimately took all those millennials getting their wisdom teeth pulled out (laughs) and like up the game 10 times, (laughs) threw in some poop and made a viral hit.
1: Yeah. And and that was, it was executed really well. We had Jack Vale, um, who, who ran that project and he had a big following still does, um, and had a good reputation for that and went through all the proper, uh, procedures for that. So it, it went really well. And just like you said, we coined that. I mean, that was a trending thing of as people are coming out of anesthesia. So that, that could be going on another tangent, but locating what's trending and then how can we tie in emotions with it. So emotions that are really good for shares is humor. It, it's strong emotion. So even if it's anger, uh, we, we saw that through the political campaign, that anger encourages shares as well. People just want to be heard empathy or like heartfelt but we avoid sadness as much as you can you always want to avoid sadness and people are like wait but i've seen a ton of videos with like the, the puppies who are who are in need or that
0: i will remember yeah i was gonna say know, so like, a, yeah so the spca had, like i mean i have three cats now because of the spa so those strong <laughs> sad emotions man those work
1: Exactly. However, so if you're doing a sad emotion, you want to include a resolution with it, which those campaigns do. They they include sadness, but then boom, here's the solution of how you can help with this sad problem, where if it just left you on a cliffhanger of sadness, then that lowers and, and inhibits shares. So like GoFundMes, when a family member is going through a crisis or someone has cancer, those are obviously really sad, um, and we all can relate to knowing someone in that setting. But when there's a positive resolve of, hey, contribute to this family because they deserve it, then all of a sudden your shared potential shoots up. So if there's sadness, you always want a positive resolve there to assist or Got finish.
0: Gotcha. And, you know, right now in our industry, it's so crazy. I mean, um, Twitter basically just said they're shutting down Vine and all those people are going to a uh, new platforms you know there's i'm not even going to touch on the youtube versus facebook you know debate okay. of who's going to win that fight i think we're all just you know buying up ringside seats and eating popcorn right now but yeah. what platforms tend to be best for sharing video in your opinion
1: for immediate trending shares facebook is currently heavy hitter there with that said we we still encourage hitting every platform once you can reach your audience wherever they are But for, yeah, when we're wanting to encourage high shares and engagement organically, uh, Facebook. It used to be that a YouTube video would autoplay on Facebook, that Facebook would promote that just as much as any other video platform. But we know, like you said, that's not the case. We encourage everyone we work with to upload natively on Facebook and look for the shares and engagements to happen more so there just because Facebook is a platform where people... Uh, go to discover and to they don't have a purpose, but just to be entertained and they swipe through their newsfeed And then as far as longevity and really establishing a deeper relationship with the brand uh, that's where YouTube comes in so you won't see a lot of Spiked views the first week or two on YouTube as much as you do on Facebook however when people go to search a video they still search on Google or YouTube And for whatever reason, it's difficult to find a video on Facebook when you're looking for it unless you go to the profile and have to go through their news feed or if they've pinned their last post of the video. So that's why we encourage both. So that, let's say, a funny video happens for a brand, and then when two buddies are out and something reminds one of them of the video, it's like, oh, hey, did you see that video? Um, With it on YouTube as well, it's easy to look up and to watch and connect with the brand again there. But it's very important to make it platform-specific. A video on YouTube with a 1080, 1920, the the landscape view, uh, works great, obviously. On Facebook, when it's like a one-by-one ratio, the square video, those are performing better for shares, especially when there's meme text above and below it, and if captions are burned into the, the video. So... You definitely don't want to share the same format of video on every platform, but it to each specific platform.
0: Yeah, man, I think we're seeing like memes 3.0 now after our election Shit. here in the States. And, you know, memes used to just be that still image with the text on it. And we're starting to call them video memes. I don't know if you have a better term for them, but uh,
1: that's what we say, too. <laughs>
0: Those are just overtaking my Facebook feed and it's just like I've even seen uh, movie companies picking them up and recutting Mm -hmm. their trailers into that one to one ratio and then just keeping them like super short like I think I saw for the new Jason Bourne movie where uh the the original actor god what's his name Matt Damon? Yeah. So f- yeah, for the uh new Jason Bourne movie when Matt Damon came back and reprised his role of it, there was just like this 10-second meme on Facebook and it's just Jason Bourne walking up to this huge ripped out guy, he just punches him once and he goes down and it's like Jason Bourne's back and that's it. <laughs> so a lot of companies are experimenting with that and um that's really cool to see um my last question for you today is what advice can you give brands that are just trying to get their videos published you know obviously you said facebook is really good for shares youtube's more of a longevity long term play and you can boost posts and videos you know by advertising just to kind of get that upward uh trend going and kind of kick it off but how do you get something picked up by like buzzfeed or ad week or any of those other publications and that's when i think you know once i see a video being picked up by three or four or five publications that's when i know i was like all right it's definitely gone viral and it's not just paid so do you have any tips for that
1: i think it's so important to work backwards so when you're in the ideative create, like phase the ideation that you think, okay, here's the brand message we want to get across. Our goal is we want people to think we're funny or understand this or know about a promotion we have going on. Then look at what are the biggest um, platforms where our potential customers are or our current demographic, where do they spend their time. And if, like you said, those are credible platforms, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, wherever it is, Insider, um, where we spend a lot of time is looking at who are the heavy hitters as far as editors on those platforms and what are they writing about and why are they writing about those articles. And if we can tap into consistent common thread through all of those with um, one set editor on each platform, then we know, okay, they tend to write about something dealing with this or if it ties into a season and a holiday, but then it incorporates animals, usually this person will write about it. And so um, knowing that in mind and thinking, okay, based on all the titles that they have written their articles, all the titles they've given their articles in the past, what would be a potential title they would give on an article about our video? So um, you talked about the selfie stick awareness video when we were brainstorming that we thought, okay, selfie sticks are being banned right now um, in museums. These are a lot of editors who are writing about that, and here are the titles that they're using. If we can incorporate that into the script or the the play on words in the video, we're just giving them more conversation. that's natural, but we're also adding a newness factor to it. right? If someone writes about it, I'm not saying that, hey, create the same exact thing that they wrote about before because they're never going to write about the same thing. But if you can write about something or make a video about something that they have cared about in the past, but you added a trending element to it where you added, I mean, now the mannequin challenge or whatever that might be to kind of one up what they just recently spoke about, but complement their theme, then they're more inclined to write about it. And so, I mean, a lot of people, there's a press release, there's that whole thing you can hire a marketing firm. You can boost your post and pay for people to write about articles or pay influencers to to share so it's a sponsored post. But in and of itself, it will still stop at that reach unless it's giving them a continuation of a conversation that they care about already.
0: So it seems like you guys are reverse engineering your videos and you're actually creating content. Once you figure out your message, you're creating content almost for the people and for these editors and for the people that you know will distribute it just to make it easier for them.
1: Yeah. And you can't, with that said, you can still weigh too heavily on one side. Like you can make it where it's going to get so many articles, but once people see it, it's like a boring video or a little lackluster. And so no one is sharing it. So we kind of, if I may, we weigh in equally on let's create something that these editors will share that they'll love to write about. But then also something that now that we're looking in on a on an average viewer or consumer side, what are they sharing too? Um, and if another example, we uh, when we were doing a campaign, this was when I was at Shareability with Cricket Wireless, uh, we had access to John Cena, and so they within our creative brainstorm session there was the the prompt of what can we do with John Cena that would help it to go viral and. A ton of editors write articles about um, how he has done the most fulfillments of Make-A-Wish Foundation. He's done hundreds of those and really commendable. Um, He was once a rapper. (laughs) He's obviously a professional wrestler and he's in in TV shows.
0: (laughs) I would pay good money to see him rap.
1: (laughs) Right? Same. I would too. And in fact, that's what some of the articles said. Like People bring up, now don't forget, he was a rapper. So... We looked at all that data and it's like, okay, this is what editors are writing about. And I even learned more about the good heart that he had by fulfilling all these make-a-wish requests. But then on the average side, like on Reddit, Facebook, uh, Instagram, where people were actually engaging just with their friends, more of the conversation was about the John Cena meme. We're talking about memes again.
0: yeah. But just
1: the whole thing where the interrupting John Cena. And so we realized, OK, if we can combine both worlds of this good guy that John Cena is, but well, we can do a video playing around this John Cena meme right now, then we're going to have high potential in getting articles and getting shares. And, and it was. We had countless articles talking about how great of a man he is. But then also a subreddit about the interrupting John Cena meme was temporarily closed down, shut down, because they said <laughs> there will never be a better John Cena
0: meme. <laughs> that's it everybody get out you gotta go yeah. over to another subreddit we're done here <laughs> dude how many people awesome. could yeah how many people could brag that they shut down a subreddit with one video <laughs> i mean that's like you deserve a trophy just for that
1: <laughs> yeah and there were so many great people that worked on that that incredible team incredible writers and um cricket wireless was awesome work with their the team at shareability was epic um i actually checked the other day and i I don't know what it is right at this moment, but they I think they opened the subreddit back up. But there for a while, it was closed. So you don't have to add that part in if you want to just end it on mic drop. But. <laughs>
0: mic drop. <laughs> so you said something in your last response that stood out to me. And you said, you know, getting on the interrupting John Cena trend. You know, when you're identifying a trend, how do you gauge, is this trend too old and the time has passed or can we revitalize this trend or how, do, how do you pick those trends? Cause you know, so many things are trending nowadays. And it seems like by the time you identify one, you create this great video around it, you, you get it shot, produced and you launch it. It's like, Oh, dude, you're like that was, you know, three days ago. Who cares about that now? So what's been your success and what's your strategy in identifying those trends that are actually going to last for a while?
1: Yeah, we locate what trends are happening now, but then look at the future of upcoming potential events, Super Bowl that usually gets a lot of buzz. What are other things that will get a lot of buzz within a certain demographic? And is there a way that we can make this a little more timeless by adding something that's coming up? That should have a good impact.
0: So it's um, kind of like getting into your data lab and mixing together a trend and a what we would call a tentpole event that you know, and kind of putting a new spin on it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Testing is important too. So sending the idea out within a a good creative group and large group with honest feedback of what they like about it, why they would um, engage with that, or would this. I encourage people to share it. Um, maybe even there's other things you can do with uh, testing thumbnails and titles, and and seeing like if you're incorporating something that's coming up, you can see what's getting clicked on more. But there is always that uh, risk that when we're when I'm talking to people and consulting them, that it's like, okay, yeah, this is a trending thing. Are you ready to act now? And uh, let's act now, if you can, and then incorporate something to make it more timeless that's coming up.
0: And how, what would you say is the percentage? Because obviously, you know, not every video gets shared and, you know, goes to that viral greatness and is always talked about and breaks world records on platforms. What's kind of the statistic, I guess, like out of how many shareable videos that you guys create, does one actually make it?
1: Um, so in my experience over 50%, but we've had a few moments where we're rolling forward with the production plan and the script. And then we see the trends changing and it's like, okay, we need to wait on this. We've had some projects we've put on the back burner, just set on a shelf because crazy events happened within current news or a tornado or a hurricane. And so it's like, okay, we just need to wait uh, for a couple of weeks. And then maybe if the trend's dying, okay, let's change it a little bit. But for the most part, if a video just still gets like, if it has a million views and that's that's it, I'm disappointed. But obviously, it's still really helpful and really effective. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, over 50% are knockouts. And all the others are exactly what we were hoping them to be. So we have a process that guarantees a minimum but then has unlimited upside. So there's strategies that brands can take there when they're creating content is they can say okay, so we have this production budget. Let's set aside a budget for doing ad spend or a budget set aside to work with influencers. So at the very least we have x amount of influencers And maybe they were involved in the production. If you can do that, great. If they can be in the actual video, that's awesome because then they'll promote it more. And then their viewers, even if they didn't like the video as much or the brand, but they love that influencer, will also get behind it. We at least get the minimum, which is high engagement, high views, high end results of leading to a landing page or a website. But the ones that really knock it out of the park, still really good percentage on there.
0: So Bryce, if somebody wants to know a little bit more about your secret formula and your strategy, how can people get a hold of you?
1: Well, we're talking about social media, so let's keep it social. Definitely hit me up on any platform. My handle is the same on every platform. It's Bryce Jurgy, B-R-Y-C-E-J-U-R-G-Y. But then also, if they don't know what to ask or want to engage in conversation, um, just go to HowThingsGoViral.com, and on that website, we have an ebook and a checklist that people can can just keep and download that they can follow whenever they're wanting to do a shareable campaign with key points that are applicable at any time of the year just to gauge if they're doing all they can in their power to help a video go shareable or become viral um, so howthingsgoviral.com or my email at bryce at viral
0: and, of course, you can reach me at joshua at vidpow.com. And until next time, Dane, keep talking Tube. Like what you're hearing? Write a review about Tube Talk on iTunes today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tube Talk.